everyone and welcome to another edition of the godfather minute my name is alex robinson and i'm andy robinson together we are the godfather minute brothers who go through the movie one minute at a time i want to apologize my voice is very raspy it's true i was screaming all weekend what do you mean raspy come on what i'm trying to say is it's weak you can say it this is a safe it's zone. True. It's true. It's a mafia safe know. zone. I don't know what I'm going to do. What am I going to do? Are there any mafia safe zones in The Godfather? No. Really? You can not know one? Like Frankie can, Five Angels never never confides in, in Cheech? What do you mean? Like the, 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 they, just, uh, they just break down and talks about his real feelings? No, no. Women, shows that he's women can afford to do that. Men can afford to, can Excellent. Afford to do that. Right answer. I was testing you. We, <laughs> You're Tessio and me. Uh, You're always the smart one. Bonnie? Today we're talking about minute 119. Damn. That number sounds familiar for some reason. Because you've been hearing it every minute for the past probably 30 minutes or 25 minutes. Are you wait? Are you telling me that this is the time? This is the minute when they shoot Sonny on the causeway. That's right. So here it is for the final, final time. time you'll ever hear it. In the whole in, thing. It's in should we play it all the whole thing? Yes. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the causeway, causeway countdown. countdown. Pophead Jinko, you're stuck with Hagen. Alonso might not even be in the car, Sonny. But he's right to steal his heart. Lots of money he'll be making. A lot of money in that white book. Rosie, come on. Made a big mistake, should have kept your mouth shut. Sonny was hot for my deal. You can't talk business with him. And Carlo made a mess, now you gotta clean it up. Now clean it up! In a coma, Fredo's losing his mind Where the hell is Luca? You are out of time Tick-tock, tick-tock, we're counting down every day What can I do? What can I do? To get the car, I've got to make it through the causeway Sonny on the, Sonny on the, Sonny on the causeway Listen to me, you better listen to Clemenza's wife that must mean we're on minute 119, which is, of course, minuto, minuto, cento, cento, diciannove, diciannove. You got it. Minuto numero diciannove. You think that was going through Sonny's head as he was being gunned down on the causeway? It says, I never, I'm never going to learn how to say 120 in Sicilian. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, yeah, so minute 119, uh, they shoot Sonny on the causeway. Yep. And then uh, the minute ends with uh, Tom Hagen chillaxing in the Don's office. You know what? I already wrote the summary of this to upload. Uh huh. I wrote, they shot Sonny on the causeway. He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> I even looked up the script, what Tom Hagen says later, because I wanted to get it verbatim. 
Exactly. And at least in the script I read, they capitalized Causeway. Huh. Yeah. They capitalized Causeway. <laughs> they capitalized Pazzini. <laughs> oh, My yeah, name the- is Barzini. That's with a capital B. <laughs> the real tough guy. Uh, uh, I don't know what he's called. Slogan. Yeah. Um, if you go to, uh, I, we, I, we uploaded a new t-shirt design to our store, the I Talk to Barzini mm-hmm. shirt. Uh, and you can get it not just on a shirt, you can get it on a, uh, on a mug or a, a, a pillow or a tapestry or all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. So uh, go to, uh, uh, do we have a merch page set up or do we just go to? I think it might be through the Star Wars minute, right? I know also the comic. It's so it. demeaning. No, well, I was going to say, go to comicbookalex.com, and then there's a oh. link to the merch section okay. that'll take you to So the now section. they have to go to four links to get to our merchandise? <laughs> no, just, they go just, to Star Wars, no, no, then no, they no, go no, to they just go to www.http <laughs> colon backslash www.comicbookalex.com, and then there's a button oh. there you press to the link. And don't forget to let your dial-up modem warm up before you do oh, all that because you don't want it yeah. to, to, what do they call it, drop out? Is that what Make it sure is? you don't have any calls coming in and your call waiting messes it up. Oh, don't man. do any of that stuff. Yeah, I think the picture is fantastic because oh, it's cool you. green and crazy colors. Yeah, because I was going to do them crazy so, colors and I was like, wait a minute, I should do them all green because he's all green. <laughs> you <laughs> so, know what? I didn't even realize that until right now, I swear. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, you can get it on a tapestry, get it on a mug, you get it on a, even on a plaque. <laughs> um, we should, you know what? We should do a, a GoFundMe to create a plaque, a mo green plaque, and put it up somewhere in Vegas. Oh, I, I bet we, if there's That'd anyone, any of our listeners who live in Vegas, and you'd be willing to host a plaque on your site, on your land. Oh. Yeah, your property. If you own a business, could be a great tourist attraction. Yeah, think about it. We'll uh, we'll 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 uh, we'll we'll put it together. Yeah, send us a message. How do they send us a message? Yeah, they can uh, email us godfatherminute at gmail dot com. Yeah. That's and and if you do that, you could also consider putting up a statue. <laughs> well, maybe we'll do like a, if they if it's X amount. This is how much it would cost for a stat. This is how much for a plaque. But if mm-hmm. enough people donate, we'll do a statue. If I lived in Vegas, I would totally do that. Uh, and great. also, and I guess the, so the more people donate, the bigger the statue will be. The bigger the plaque. Well, yeah, but I think if it gets to a certain amount. Oh, we won't. I thought you meant we'll, we'll raise money for the plaque and then we'll build the plaque. And then if the donations keep coming in, we'll, we'll add a statue. No, no, no. If, if, it's, if, if we only get like a... Our basic amount is for a plaque. Let's mm-hmm. just say, for example, $100. Mm-hmm. That's a plaque level. A plaque level. But then if we wind up saying taking in, like, say, $1,000, mm-hmm. then screw the plaque, then we'll just put up a statue of, oh. of Mogri. <laughs> and so the more, if it's like $20,000, it'll be like a 90-foot statue mm-hmm. or whatever. I'm not, these are not exact figures. This is just mm-hmm. for illustration purposes. So we will have the owner of this house in danger of being crushed by a Mograin <laughs> statue. <laughs> Alex, I like your idea, but you just missed it. What do you mean? You just missed it. I, I think we raise money for the plaque. Yeah. We build the plaque. Mm-hmm. We build it. And then if the donations come in, keep coming in, we build a statue. And and if the donations keep coming in after that, we modify the statue so that the Mo Green in statue is holding the plaque that wow. we built. What a tribute! A statue of a man holding a plaque about him. That's that's like double, uh, yeah. double. Uh, all right, I like <laughs> it. I like it. 
Seriously, if you live in Vegas and are interested in this, let us know. Let us know. Uh, so Sonny on the causeway. Yeah. He uh, gets shot. You won't see Sonny no more. <laughs> this uh, is very, I say this is a very iconic scene. Yeah. Of of Sonny, uh, mm-hmm. of Jimmy Khan climbing out of the car and uh, mm-hmm. getting shot and going, ah, actually yelling while he's getting mm-hmm. shot. I mean, like mm-hmm. that takes some, considering how many holes he must have in his lungs, oh, the yeah. fact that he could still yell. Yeah. God, God bless him. Yeah, he took them all. Yeah. Yeah, he, he goes down and we didn't say in a minute too that once he drops, they come up to him, unload a whole nother magazine into mm-hmm. his body and then kick him in the face. And then kick him in the face. Yeah. Oh. Do you know why they kick him in the face? Uh, it's in the book. I have a lot of stuff to get into the book, but I'll reveal this now. Do you know why they kick him in the face? Uh, why? I always thought it was because just to make sure he's dead. Yeah. I thought it was so they can't have an open casket funeral. Well, it is to disfigure him. Yeah. And to to show that a more powerful man beat him. Hmm. It's symbolic, I guess. Yeah. Well, I know in um, in the the film Goodfellas, the mm-hmm. the mafia film Goodfellas, they they uh, a character gets shot in the face, and they say they specifically shot him in the face so that the mother couldn't have an open mm-hmm. casket funeral. So I guess Man. it's a similar kind of thing. Yeah. So um, 172 blood pouches strapped onto Jimmy Khan. Whoa. And uh, 400 squibs used. You know what squibs are? I, I know what they are, but I don't know how they work. They're like little explosive like things. So like if if I'm shooting you in a movie to make it look like the bullet's hitting you, the squib will like go on. It's basically how, like a firecracker. Attached how is a squib activated? Uh, by a remote control of a, like a demolitions guy off. Oh, wow. Is this all radio controlled? Or? It might even be wires at this point. You know, I don't oh, know if yeah. they, they have remote control ones for this time, but mm. I think they're... Uh, 400 squibs 400 400 squibs and and i seem to remember there was not an equal number of blood pouches 172 so why are there more squibs than blood pouches i maybe because some of the blood pouches probably are it seems like you'd be just covered in squibs at that point (laughs) so i assume like you have you had the pouches maybe are big enough where one where it can service two squibs Mm -hmm. i'm not 100 percent sure though yeah um it's like I'm three days and a hundred thousand dollars to shoot the scene. Whoa, just this scene? Just this scene. Wow. I assume they had to do it more than one time. Yeah. And so they were, you know, they had to set up three three hundred three hundred another hundred and seventy two blood packets and other uh, all the squibs and that's crazy. Uh I wonder I, if that I thought it was like the car because did they have to wreck the car because there's all those bullet that's holes? That's true, in it. and that's whole booth, but that's all. Those are all props. Yeah, right? no, the, the, that was all. That's pretty. I hard. thought the it only cost really like a hundred bucks to for the squibs and the blood pouches and all that, even to lease the land. But the real cost was the white powder. Bad setup. <laughs> no, the real cost was not letting all the cars go through the toll. They oh, had they to pay the, the they New York pay a day's worth of tolls. Yeah, to every drink. minute, <laughs> a lot of money in them New York tolls. So did that mean they had to let people go through and they paid for them? Or did they just say, okay, well, on a given day, we would take in $50,000 in tolls. So if you want to rent the toll booth, it's $50,000. It, it could be that, but I just realized what why it costs so much. Because right when they would load Sonny up with the squibs and the blood pouches and they're about to do it, there'd be a whole line of people and, and the New York Thruway people like, all right, you got to let these cars through because they're honking. Yeah. All the way back to... And then uh, so Sonny has to go and get refitted after those <laughs> 10 cars go through and that happened for months. Wow. <laughs> Sonny was hoping he get shot by the end of that. 
would you? Uh, I would. I would be very curious to try a squib. Yeah. To see what it feels like. Mm-hmm. A friend of ours, uh, a friend of mine named uh, fellow podcaster named Matt Gorley, his one of his dreams was always to because he's, he's like, oh, I've been in movies and TV shows, but I've never had a squib on. So oh, wow. he just like he just had it done just for like for the oh, sake of did? having it done. Yeah, just to, <laughs> That's to, awesome. for his own uh, for his mm-hmm. own entertainment. That's so uh, yeah. So I noticed the clock on the toll booth read, you know, we've been debating yeah. the time, 7.35. Okay. So we so, heard a ball game going on, so it's probably 7.35 in the evening. In the evening, yeah. yeah. I forget, did they mention what year, what time of the year this is? Let's assume summer. that's... So let's yeah, assume it's August, it the longest mm-hmm. day. Or no, I guess June, July, uh, mm-hmm. June would be the longest day of the year, June 22nd. Yeah. So it still seems like it's too light for it to be 7.30 mm-hmm. on a summer evening. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I guess they're limited by... Yeah. By, they should have went in with computers and, and read that, read made that. a big sun, gorgeous sunset in the behind yeah. them. Yeah. Put Jabba blocking the clock. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can't believe how much time we've spent talking about the time. <laughs> um, so let's see. I've got a few things, Alex. Sure. Sock it to me. I've got a few personal questions. If you were going to get killed like someone so far in The Godfather, how would you want to get killed? Hmm. Think carefully about your options. I guess I'd be inclined to say Paulie. Yeah. I mean, because his looks like it, it happens pretty fast. Yeah. And he's, he's. But he died of while with the flu. He's just feeling lousy. <laughs> well, do you think he really had the flu? I don't think he really had oh, the flu. Oh, he was faking it. You're yeah. saying. Oh. I thought he's, he's faking it the whole time. <laughs> You won't see that that virus no more. So when they did the autopsy in Paulie and they realized that he wasn't actually they're like, oh no, he was perfectly oh. healthy. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> Sonny got even madder that, yeah. that he was lying to him. <laughs> you don't give him the flu, so that'll send uh Tessio or Tessio. That'll send that'll send part it would send Tessio because Tessio's there, right there watching yeah. Sonny give the order to uh, give his body the flu. That way his mom will know he was sick when he died. <laughs> They find me as like a thermometer hanging out of his mm-hmm. mouth. Well, I was thinking uh, McCluskey. Hmm. Because he got to have some veal. He to, and he will forever, for eternity, be tasting that veal. Because they say you, <laughs> in eternity, you experience how you die, right? Forever. Or his ghost would, at least. Yeah. <laughs> it's a perfect ghost look. He's all <laughs> holding his neck. <laughs> A transparent McCluskey floating people around. Would, people would think that it was blood coming out of his mouth, but it's really like tomato sauce oh. on his mouth. <laughs> Nothing to do with. Um, I mean, it's Salazzo. I mean, he just gets straight up shot in the head, but he realizes he's been punked. That's no, that's no good. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, Sonny gets shot, gets killed fighting. That's a good way to go. I know, but he seems like he's clearly in like pain because he's like, ah, yeah. you know. Although I guess. <laughs> I guess in terms of coolness, going down in a hail of bullets, yeah. the, the fact that you managed to climb out of the car and stand up and yell, I mean, that's pretty mm-hmm. badass. Yeah. So maybe that even it might be worth the, you know, 15 seconds of agony to know that the legend will live on <laughs> as it took it took like 400 bullets for them to kill me, you know. The only, thing, the only thing he was missing was he was going, ah, yeah. but he should have gone, papa. <laughs> 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 Should have gone Zaza! <laughs> <laughs> or the Cor- all the Corleone boys when they uh, when they're 
under stress, yeah. uh, under duress or stress, they have to uh, call out for another relative or someone else in the family. <laughs> or something with an ah-ah kind of Oh, thing. there you go. Ah-ha! <laughs> Fredo, who's, who's your favorite 80s uh, synth band? <laughs> ah Ah-ha! <laughs> That sounds it sounds like it too. Fado, Fado, we we need to send you to the airport. Where are you going to bring those visitors? Maha. There's a great uh, there's a great old uh, Jack Benny routine. That's uh-huh. <laughs> a reference to Jack Benny routine, where Mel Blanc plays a uh, a uh, Spanish guy. And Jack Benny is asking him questions and all the answers. He's like, oh, so what's your uh, what's your name? And he's like, Sai. He's like, Sai? C. He's like, what's your sister's name? Sue. Sue? C. Just goes on like all these all his answers are like C, Sai, so you know, or that. So it's kind of like that. Like, yeah, just kind of a different, different. So I have another question for you. Yes. Related to weapons. If you were going to get killed by a machine gun. Mm hmm. Which one which one would you prefer? Here are your options. You ready? A. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. B. <laughs> or C. <laughs> that last one. <laughs> that last one sounds like uh like Peter Griffin from Family Guy laughing. I've never seen an episode of Family. But it sounds like it's someone laughing. Do it again. Do it again. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I, I've never seen it, but I've, I've heard that. Yeah. Well, no, that, that, that was one way we used to do a machine gun. Oh sound. Yeah, yeah, I can't. I was practicing it in my car. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Yeah, that sounds like a goat. Yeah, well, try it again. Let's do Peter Griffin shooting a machine gun <laughs> at a goat. <laughs> <laughs> My throat is way too uh, okay. too raspy to do it, but I will take the last one. I was trying to do the Uzi too, which which was I think like little spurts. I went, oh yeah, where the you see the little fire yeah. shooting out of the front. I'm gonna pick the one that has the um the round the Tommy gun. Oh, that's, that's your, what those guys had. Yeah, it's your movie. classic your classic gangsta yeah. uh, gun. Yeah, and the final one. If you were going to shoot an enemy with a machine gun, mm-hmm. which one would you prefer? Um, a. Oh, <laughs> B. <laughs> or C. <laughs> so, I'm trying to think of a Family Guy thing for you to say. You might be. You might have a good Peter Griffin impression in you. <laughs> Is he the father? Yeah, he's the, the father. barbecue guy. Yeah, I'm trying to remember the wife's name. I can't <laughs> remember. Uh, anyway, so uh, the second one. So because now you you want a solid gun that's killing people and intimidating. People. I want the one. What they should have done. If I, what I would be doing if I was them is I would have one of those machine guns where you had to set it up on a stand. Oh, and then Gatlin the guy, gun. Yeah, or then the guy's feeding the the ah. bullets through. That's the one. I that's the one because I want to make sure he's dead. You know, we talked about that over a year ago about oh, no. which who would you prefer to be the guy shooting or the guy loading the bullets or the guy being shot. <laughs> I would rather be the guy getting shot than the guy feeding the bullets. <laughs> oh, that's how demeaning it is. <laughs> it is totally. 
relegated. That's that would, if Fredo were in World War Two, he would have, if he were a grunt, he'd be. He would definitely be. Uh, he would he would talk back to his officer like, "Send Fredo to gather the shrapnel. Send Fredo to feed the bullets to the other guy. <laughs> I want to shoot the gun. I want respect." <laughs> I got shot over. <laughs> I have some stuff from the book. Okay. I have quite a bit. You have any? Should I lay in or you want to go first? Uh, you can you go. I'll go first. I'll go first. No, you I'll go. I'll go first. Who? Me. Okay. Um, just so for page six. <laughs> from a movie making point of view, I really like that after they shoot uh, Sonny and then they drive away, you just, just kind of like that lingering shot where you just see Sonny's hand. Mm-hmm. On the ground, mm-hmm. that, I thought that was a real a nice uh, poetic shot, and then you yeah. see the see the the guys coming in, and then they kind of don't stop. They don't come all the way up; they just kind of stop, and then they're yeah. like, "Oh man, yeah. he's dead." And, and you do see them, I think, go back into their car, right? Yeah, right? yeah, they they get back yeah. in the car. So, you want to take a guess as to what they do after they get back into their car? Huh? It's in the book. I don't know because my instinct would be to say that they should recover Sonny's body, body. <laughs> but um, I recover the body. <laughs> well, maybe sm- they go I back to Tom the, for advice. I maybe smuggled they, this watch in my butt. They, I said I recovered the body. <laughs> do they ever? Do they go back to Tom and ask him what to do? Close. They. Well, let me read it. Puzo writes, page two sixty four. Puzo writes. Uh, blah, blah, blah. The man in the darkened toll booth opened fire and the shots caught Sonny Corleone in the head and neck as his massive frame spilled out of the car. The two men in front held up their guns now. The man in the, the, man in the darkened toll booth cut his fire. So I guess he was shooting too. Wow. Uh, and Sonny's body sprawled on the asphalt with the legs still partly inside. Oh, so that was a little bit different. The two men each fired shots into Sonny's body, then kicked him in the face to disfigure his features even more, to show a mark made by a more personal human power. Oh, I see. So okay. a, 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 yeah. a, a, a foot as opposed, to a, as opposed to a bullet. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Uh, seconds afterward, all four men, the three actual assassins and the bogus toll, toll collector, were in their car and speeding toward the Meadow Parkway. They swung their car. So now the the Corleone bodyguards. Do you think uh, when when he looked like they massacred my boy, it was specifically about the foot, the kick in the face? Because uh, he's like, oh, I was okay with him being shot. He, but, could, he could take bullets, but yeah, it's just uh, weird that that they kick him in the face despite like you know. I know. Would you even notice yeah, that? Would you even, guy <laughs> riddled with bullets? Yeah, would you even have? I don't. Know, they should have like like uh, you know. Anyway. Yeah. Cut his ear off or something. Yeah, something or, or sharpie like, some pictures. Of, yeah, oh, I should have sharpied a, a penis on his forehead. Yeah, they <laughs> should have tattooed it so they couldn't. They couldn't oh, get open yeah. face. I don't, I don't want his mother to see him like this. <laughs> Can you turn into bananas or something, <laughs> Mister Bonus? <laughs> Mister Bonus, I need you to summon all your powers to remove this terrible tattoo. Or at least turn it into a bananas. Like a dog. Look, can you make this into the nose? <laughs> turn it into like the Sanka logo. logo. <laughs> His mother will be able to live with that. Sanka, decaffeinated drink for you. <laughs> He's actually trying to get promotion money. Corporate sponsor. Yeah. They might sponsor the funeral, you'll never know. <laughs> 
So I'll summarize some of these other parts. So all four men are da, da, da. Hey, so Hagen's men come out. Hagen's not there, but the bodyguards arrive. Uh, they had no intention to pursue. They see the assassins drive away, but they had no intention to pursue. They turn right around and return to Long Beach. But at the first public phone off the causeway, one of them hopped out and called Tom Hagen. Mm. He was very curt and very brisk. Sonny's dead. They got him at the Jones Beach toll. Hagen's voice was perfectly calm. Okay, go to Clemenza's house and tell him to come here right away. He'll tell you what to do. <laughs> so he, uh, Hagen writes, Putza writes about Mama. So Hagen Ooh. takes this call. Mama. Hagen takes the call. Mama's right there. Uh-oh. So Hagen's shook up, but he's trying not to show he's any gotta, emotion. He's got to put on a, a yeah. poker face. And there's a little bit about Mama here, which is really interesting. Um, um Mama, call Papa and, and Zaza and tell him to call Dr. Taza. <laughs> he had kept his, Hagen had kept his composure and the old woman had not noticed anything amiss. Not that, not that she could not have, not that she could not have if she wanted to, but in her life with the Don, she had learned it was far wiser not to perceive that if it was necessary to know something painful, it would be told to her soon enough. And if it was a pain that could be spared her, she could do without. She was quite content not to share the pain of her men. After all, did they share the pain of women? So he didn't say Mm. anything. He returned to his little office. And once he got there, he began to tremble so violently. He had to sit down with his legs squeezed together, his head hunched into his contracted shoulders, hands clasped together between his knees as if he were praying to the devil. Whoa. What do you think about that? He's a bad concierge. He is. That, that's the very next part. I'm not really? kidding. Yeah, Puzo writes. He he was, he knew now, no fit conciliary for a family at war. Mm. He had been fooled, faked out by the five families and their seeming timidity. They had remained quiet, laying their terrible ambush. They had planned and waited, holding their bloody hands no matter what provocation they had been given. They had waited to land one terrible blow, and they had. Old Jenko Abandando would never have fallen for it. He would have smelled a rat. He would have smoked them out, tripled his precautions. And through all this, Hagen felt his grief. Sonny had been his true brother, his savior, his hero when they had been boys together. Sonny had never been mean or bullying with him, had always treated him with affection, had taken him in his arms when Salazzo had turned him loose. Sonny's joy at... Let's talk about that. Had taken him in his arms when Salazzo had turned him loose. Mm-hmm. What do you make of that? When they returned Tom to the compound? Yeah. What's Tom thinking here, though? He's saying that when he came back from <clears throat> meeting up with Salazzo, that suddenly hugged him when he first saw him. But what would he have expected? I don't know. I had brusque like, yeah, How could you let yourself get captured? Or just, you know, like, I don't know. Or just, just pissed off? Uh, that's a good question. Maybe he did it like in front of everybody and that was considered, yeah. I don't know. Hmm. You'll have to go back and read that scene, maybe. There's, yeah, maybe, maybe there's something there. Maybe something comes up. Yo, Sonny's joy at that reunion had been real. That he had grown up to be a cruel and violent and bloody man was for, ha- was for Hagen not relevant. Hmm. So do you think that means he is a bad concierge, or is he just kind He's of beating himself concierge. up for it? Well, what, what would... We've talked a lot about that. He, well, he thought it was... Tataldia all along. Totally let Salazzo play him. And then he lets the five families play him. He lets uh, Waltz yell at him. 
Um, it's tough. I guess it depends on how much power you think the concierge has. But Tom seems to think so. But he doesn't. Yeah, but then later on, when he's like, why am I out, Mike? Yeah. Well, maybe he just specifically means a wartime concierge. Mm-hmm. And maybe he really is a different, a different set of skills. Yeah. Maybe. But Jenko had it all. Well, I guess because he was a mustache Pete, he kind of, he had it in his blood. Yeah. And maybe the times have changed, too. These drugs, these drugs are a dirty business, Alex. These Uh, drugs and tattoos are dirty business. (laughs) Keep it out of the neighborhoods with the children. (laughs) I don't Um, want tattoos uh, (laughs) put on my grand... (laughs) So also, I guess I feel kind of bad for Dom, because like, what was he supposed to do? Not be the concierge? Yeah. Step down, and then, but then, who becomes the conciliary? Yeah, you know well, I'm like, I think it's just question questionable whether he should have been appointed conciliary in the first place. So you know, he who, could have been a, a lawyer for the family, but not conciliary. That's a huge right. responsibility. Plus, then also, um, uh, it's ultimately at the feet of the Don because mm-hmm. the Don's Don slipping. He's the one who picked Tom yeah. to be. He maybe yeah. he should never have a non-Sicilian uh, conciliary. Consigliere, yeah. concierge. Because you can never really know. You can never really lose your family. I mean, this whole world is is among Sicilians, mostly. Yeah. And then there's, you know, Hyman Roth and stuff, but it's mostly Sicilian. So to really be able to think like them. But he was I mean, more or less raised like one, you know? I mean, he, he was, was a Irish kid. German. But he was a, but he was a kid, you know, through yeah, probably the last 10, 15 years at least, or 20, yeah. you know, 25 years he's been living with them. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like, although who knows, maybe that uh, the first five years, that's where you, that's yeah, where you learn the most blueprint. valuable lessons. The blueprint, the DNA. Yeah. So there's some more interesting stuff about Tom and his relationships. What you got there? So the end of this minute, we the camera starts to zoom in on Tom and there's stuff in the book that's not in the movie. And so I want to cover it now. Okay. Cause next minute, I think it goes right to conversation. Right. With the Don. Yeah. So this is one instance where the book is different than the movie. The book is different than the movie. The book is different than the movie. The book is different. The book is different. The book is different than the movie. Yeah. That's right, Alex. It is different than the movie. Puzo writes, page 266. Um, I won't read it, but Tom, so Tom leaves. Uh, he uh, walked out, blah, blah, blah. Uh, he could never tell Mama Corleone about her son's death. He had never thought of her as his mother, as he thought of the Don as his father and Sonny as his brother. His affection for her was like his affection for Freddie and Michael and Connie. Hmm. The affection for someone who has been kind but not loving. Hmm. Interesting. Isn't that interesting. Yeah. Because later in the movie, don't don't we? Isn't there a scene where Hagen says, "Mikey, I always considered you a brother." Um. I always considered you a brother. It must be in GF two. Yeah, where he gives him control of his family. Gives. Where, where Michael Corleone says, if, if I think, if I think what happened, if what's happened has happened, I'm going to Cuba and I'm giving you control of Rocco's men and everyone else. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm doing the, the modern day Al Pacino. It's, it's an older Al Pacino. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, you're wow, sure. I like this Superman. <laughs> Fredo, where'd you find this place? <laughs> Ooh, ah. <laughs> 
Mr. Joey Zaza. <laughs> so he writes a little bit more about Mama. Um, the affection, blah, blah, blah. In a few short months, Mama had lost all her sons. Freddie exiled to Nevada. <laughs> Michael hiding for his life in Sicily, and now Santino dead. Which of the three had she loved most of all? Alex? Sonny. She had never shown. Ooh. <laughs> no surprise. So a couple little scenelets. Hagen then uh, calls Connie's number. Mm-hmm. Calls Connie. She answers the phone. She's very frightened. And She's says, like, where the hell Sonny? He's supposed to be picking me up. <laughs> oh, man. Tom, is Sonny coming here? Hunt Hagen says, no, no, he's not. Don't worry about it. And he says, wake Carlo up. I need to talk to him. She's like, oh, but I'm uh, Tom, he beat me up. He's going to... It's gonna be all. He's gonna beat me up again. Oh no, no, no everything's okay. And then um, now in the book, mm-hmm. Carlo left, right? Or did Carlo stay? Or did he go? Oh, because he was already drunk in the book. And did he just go to sleep? He went to sleep in the book. Yeah. Okay. I don't think in the movie we see. Yeah, because the door either. just closes. Yeah. He said he was gonna go out. Yeah, yeah. that's right. He's getting ready to go mm-hmm. out. So Hagen's on the phone, and Connie goes to get him. It was almost five minutes before Carlo's voice came over the phone. A, vo- a voice half slurred by whiskey and sleep. Hagen spoke sharply to make him alert. I just realized that before cell phones, you would frequently wait on the phone while someone went and got someone else. But yeah. nowadays, it just, this just never happens. If you're ever waiting on the phone, you assume it's disconnected or someone can't hear. Right? Well, given that situation, I would say I would I imagine Tom probably has other things to do besides wait on the phone. So I assume he'd be like, OK, when you get tell him to call me as soon as possible, you know, as mm. opposed to. Yeah, I guess it's pretty important. He wants yeah. to wait. Yeah. Well, he's billed by the hour. Maybe he's not such a bad conciliator. <laughs> <laughs> or that shows that he is a bad conciliator. He's like, I'll wait. And there's all these things that to require urgent attention. And he's just sitting there at the <laughs> yeah, phone. <that's> and, <laughs> So it was so finally Carlo comes to the phone. Listen, Carlo, I'm going to tell you something very shocking. Now prepare yourself because when I tell it to you, I want you to answer me very casually as if it's less than it is. I told Connie it was important, so you have to give her a story. Tell her the family has decided to move you both to one of the houses in the mall and to give you a you a big job. That the Don has finally decided to give you a chance in the hope of making your home life better. You got that? <laughs> It's hard to keep up that voice. <laughs> so Hagen's making up this story clearly. He wants to protect Connie. Yeah. Because Connie thinks, he thinks that Connie is going to blame herself for Sonny's death. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a hopeful note in Carlo's voice as he answered, Yeah, okay. Hagen yeah, went, Okay. <laughs> uh, Hagen went on. In a few minutes, a couple of my men are going to knock on your door to take you away with them. Tell them I want them to call me first. Just tell them that. Don't say anything else. I'll instruct them to leave you there with Connie, okay? Yeah, yeah, I got it. Go ahead. You're Carlos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got, I got it. Uh, his Carlos' voice was excited. The tension in Hagen's voice seemed to have finally alerted him that the news coming up was going to be really important. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hagen gave it to him straight. They killed Sonny tonight. Don't say anything. Connie called him while you were asleep and he was on his way over there, but I don't want her to know that. Even if she guesses it, I don't want her to know it for sure. She'll start thinking it's all her fault. Now get the hell out of here. Now get the hell out of here. (laughs) Carlo Rizzi (laughs) and guest star Jimmy (laughs) Kahn as the deceased. You know, Corleone? Musical guest Johnny Fontaine. (laughs) Oh, that could be a good bonus content on Saturday Night Live. 
Write that down. Write it down. Okay. Uh, let's see. Just have to finish up here. Now I want you to stay with her tonight. Don't tell her anything. Uh, and I want you to stay that way until she has her baby at least. Tomorrow morning, somebody, may, maybe, maybe you, maybe the Don, maybe her mother will tell Connie that her brother got killed. And I want you by her side. Do me this favor, and I'll take care of you in the times to come. You got mm, that? I'll take care of you when the time uh, comes. See, it's a good thing he was on the phone because Hagen was doing air quotes <laughs> when he said that. By he, law, he was pantomiming a gun when he did. <laughs> well, by law, he had to do air quotes because mm, it was because otherwise he, uh, they would have been proof that he knew where uh, exactly. what was going to happen. <laughs> yeah, he's he's not such a bad conciliator. Um, so if you were, is that, is that, is there more? There's a little more, but go ahead. Wouldn't Carlo, if you were Carlo, would that make you more suspicious? That he died and now he's being offered this great gig. Yeah. Like, like (laughs) it just seemed like it was, it would. He's half asleep and still kind of drunk. I know, but we still don't even know if he was involved in the plot, right? No, we know he's involved in the plot. Because in the end, he confesses to Michael that it was Bazzini. Assume, it was Bazzini. <laughs> assuming that that he was being sincere and not just like, well, clearly he wants me to confess, so I'm going to say it just because yeah. he'll get me a little... Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, the book says it, right? The book says he knew. Isn't that why he was beating up yeah. Connie? Because he wanted yeah. to... Okay. So in the book, book Carlo knows. Did we prove that? That in the book it was clear? I don't think it was clear in the book. Hmm. No. I guess we'll never know. Well, we might know at the point in the book when mm. when Michael when confronts confesses. Carlo Rizzi. Yeah. Got it. Carlo Rizzi. <laughs> okay, uh, so Carlo is excited. Carlo's voice was a little shaky. Sure, Tom, sure. Listen, me and you always got along. I'm grateful. Understand? Yeah. <laughs> Nobody will blame you. No one will blame your fight with Connie for causing this. Don't worry about that. I'll take care of that. Hagen paused and... No, get in the car, Carlo! <laughs> now, please, have my, have your car take me to the airport. <laughs> he's, he's, he's starting to really break down, confusing yeah, all the scenes. Stop. It's personal. It's not business, Sonny. <laughs> yeah. Carlo Luca Brat, he's been practicing his speech. He'll be there in a few minutes. Be ready to hear him. <laughs> uh, Hagen paused and softly, encouragingly said... Go ahead now. Take care of Connie. <laughs> he broke the connection. Oh, take care of Connie. Did he put air quotes uh-huh. around that one? I think one? he did. Hagen had learned never to make a threat. The Don had taught him that, but Carlo had gotten the message all right. He was a hair away from death. So mm. when you do, sorry, I read ahead, but I forgot that part. <laughs> it's kind of fun to speculate. So he, he knows, but there's... He can't totally know, or else why would he even hang around? Because I guess he's like, if, there's if, a chance they'll find me anyway. Yeah, I might as well with a slim chance I can ride this out, and maybe they don't know. Yeah, I mean, he's clearly he's not very clever, so yeah. it's not like he, I'm he's sure he's clever. like, hey, I uh, you know yeah. I got away with it. Yeah, he's not that smart. He wouldn't make my kid an orphan. <laughs> Let's see. He had learned. Uh, da, da, da. Hagen made another call to Tessio. Hagen? Hagen, is that you? Tom. <laughs> Tom, can you pick up the phone for old time's sake? Hagen made another call to Tessio, telling him to come to the mall in Long Beach immediately. He didn't say why, and Tessio did not ask. Hagen sighed. 
(laughs) (laughs) Now would come the part he Mm. dreaded. That's where the minute ends with him sitting in the... uh, (laughs) Waking up from my nap. Uh, Things couldn't be better. I'm alive. I feel great. All my kids are alive. I'm on the mend. My tomatoes are coming in nice and firm. (laughs) Fredo's been sent to, to Vegas. That's the one thing he's happy about. <laughs> I got a conciliary who knows to, how to handle wartime matters. Smuggling in all that molasses <laughs> truck supplied by me. I lost, because I've been in a coma, I lost my tolerance for Sanka. <laughs> and Zio's doing favors for me. For me. <laughs> Oh, and if I should be struck with a lightning bolt, I'm going to blame some of the people in that house. <laughs> and the best thing was, it was Bozzini all along. <laughs> Look what they did to my my son's forehead. Yeah, so any other uh, things about uh, the minute? No, that's all I got. What are you going to rate it, Alex? Uh, well, I had some, I had some other information, oh. but I'm wondering if I should carry it over to the uh, to the uh, to the bonus content. What do you got? Well, I have a list of of six real life mob hits. Oh, cool. That, um, yeah, let's talk about it in the bonus content. Bonus content? Yeah. All right, we'll talk about that and maybe do a little bit of that SNL, uh, (laughs) SNL routine. In the bonus content, you'll hear about other mobsters shot down. (laughs) Like a ghost. So we do have to rate it. We do. Okay. I'm ready. Okay. One, two, three, four, five. Why'd you give it five? It just it's iconic. It's it's you know one of those scenes that is just famously uh you know yeah it's memorable memorable parodied yeah it's it's cool looking too. It's like ruined ruined toll sunny. It like that's why you know how they say Jaws made everyone afraid of sharks. Yeah, this scene made everyone afraid of toll booths. You're right. <laughs> I, I think about it every single time I pull up to a toll booth. <laughs> I think people kind of did, didn't they? Or did we just joke about it as a kid? Because living in New York, you go through toll booths quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And we grew up in the seventies and eighties. Do you remember? I seem to remember people talking about it when you'd pull up to. A, I didn't to a see it until I was like in college. Uh, so uh, you don't recall people making references to it. Uh, no, huh. I remember. I remember um, every time we would go through, our mom would go, "So enjoy." <laughs> we'd be like, "What are you talking yeah. about?" Yeah, yeah. So, so I rate this minute five cents for five the toll. Five cents. The f- smell, touch, taste, <laughs> ESP, and um odors that's those the five odors. those are the five senses <laughs> my sense of odors is the strongest <laughs> one uh all right i guess i'll wrap up minute 119 that's so it. um all right we're not debuting the new countdown in the next minute no correct? i think we always start at the following minute but alex it is done and for our listeners no one has heard this not even my not, brother not even you i haven't even heard it <laughs> It's recorded. It's. I just have to mix it, but it's pretty much done. Mm. I can't wait to de- debut it. I am gonna. I know. I say this about every one that I'm, I produce. Yeah, it's my favorite. All right, it's my favorite. 
and we will be making the uh, Causeway Countdown mm-hmm. available to our Patreon That's supporters. Right. So we'll have probably to, starting uh, next week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next week. So uh, check that out, everybody. Mm-hmm. And um, oh, and pretty soon we'll also have to post a new poll for the next countdown. That's true. Yeah. All right. So uh, until next time, look how they massacred, massacred my boy. boy. <laughs>